Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, I am, I am riding with Patrick Mahomes, although Joe Burrow making a strong push Can't make up your mind. be number one in my heart. Can't make up your mind. Torn well, you know, it's a difference between saying this dude is the best and this dude's my favorite. Like, Ghostface, my favorite rapper of all time. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you he's greater than Jay-Z or something. He's just my favorite. Well, with Joe Burrow missing some pieces of his O-line going against the Bills, you actually think we'll see Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship? Yep. Those are the two. Those are the winners. Hey, Anthony Jay. Gargano. 97.5 The Fanatic. Host of the Anthony Gargano Show on 97.5 The Fanatic, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. Anthony, good morning. What's up, my brothers? What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, sound like something from Philly. <laughs> How are you feeling about you your Eagles? King. Anthony, your Eagles got a banged-up quarterback. You're facing a team that's in an evaluation year, as Key said, not even a rebuilding year. All the pressure is on your guys. You can't lose to this Giants team, but you're going to see them for the third time. What are you feeling? How are you feeling heading into this game? They ain't losing. Are you kidding me? Oh, right away. They're a flimsy one seed. Galen can't do this. Oh, they're they're, they're a paper tiger. I heard it all. This team's good, and they ain't losing to Daniel Jones. No way. How, so how, not with uh, a healthy hurts. Not with a healthy hurts, but he ain't healthy. Doesn't matter. He's fine. He practiced I he, I, I, I'm with you, Anthony. I think he, he's fine. He is. He's a tough kid, man. Oh. I mean, Jalen's been through it. He's fine. They're, listen, the only thing that I worry about with, they, with that team is next week against the Niners. And and Lane Johnson at right tackle. What make you think the Niners? You just automatically here y'all go. You just automatically assume that the Niners y'all gonna be playing the Niners. Route piece. Giants will be playing the Cowboys next. It's Dave Declara. Niners will obliterate your squad, Captain Cowboy. Think think about it. The last time that the Philadelphia Eagles assumed that they was doing something is when they played us in the NFC Championship (laughs) game and had already sent. Everybody, advanced scouting, their equipment and everything had already sent it to San Diego. They had to turn around in New Mexico. So don't start thinking automatically that y'all are already in a championship game. Come on now, Anthony, that, you know yeah. better than that. I don't, I don't remember that. That happened. <laughs> that game happened. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. How much do you like Jalen Hurts now? Give us the real, opposed to when he first got drafted by the Eagles. Listen, I, I I didn't think he would be this good. Not at all. He worked out with Tom Allison in the offseason. He's a coach's kid. He's got the greatest mentality. All right? He busted his rear rent, and he made himself into a top-10 quarterback. He has been fantastic this year. He runs that offense incredibly. And, look, what makes him so dangerous, and all kidding aside, what makes him so dangerous is the fact that 
They have A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. Dallas got at the top flight tight end. They got a great offensive line. And Jalen is such a smart player. He knows how to run this offense. He runs the RPOs and the RPRs. When he runs, he runs like a running back. I mean, he, he runs low to the ground. He, he makes the right decisions. He doesn't put the ball in peril. He is the perfect quarterback. It's amazing, right? Because all those years with Wentz, Wentz was the opposite of Hurts, whereas Wentz had no intangibles. He played recklessly. He was selfish. He had all those intangibles, whereas Hurts is the opposite. He didn't have the big arm as Wentz did, but Hurts has learned how to play this position in this league, and he makes the right decisions, and he's, he's just smart. And he's a great team. He's a winner, man. He, he and, just really and the is. team loves him. And I, I mean, and that team the college, loves him. I didn't know he would be like this in, in the NFL. Anthony, I, I do want to ask you, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Nick Sirianni uh, on this show and about the impact he's had on the organization. But watching Doug Peterson actually lead the Jags to a playoff win after literally Urban, My- Urban Meyer just burned yeah. down the organization, is there any, like, remorse about how it went down with Peterson? Or do you think it was the right call? No, that's a great question. You know, it's funny. Listen, the town loves Doug, right? They just do. Because Doug brought the first Super Bowl in franchise history. So there's always that kinship towards Doug. And I know that this week everybody was rooting for Jacksonville. They, they love the fact that Jacksonville had a big comeback. But I, I think they really like Sirianni. I think Sirianni's bright. He's energetic. He, he's, he's really – he's, he's an interesting guy in that. In this town, we were used to Andy Reid for the longest time. And then Chip Kelly came in, and it was a disaster. Doug comes in, wins the Super Bowl. But I think everybody thought that, you know, Doug's a really good players coach and all. But this, but Sirianni's got concepts. Like, he's, he's a really sharp dude. I, I don't think a lot of the league knows how good the guy's going to be. I mean, this is his second year. First year, he comes in with, a, you know, half of a roster, and he makes the playoffs. And now he's got a good roster, and Howie Roseman's done a, a, an amazing job. And uh, look, I mean, they, they were the one seed. They were they should have only lost once when you think about it. I mean, the two two of the three losses came with Minshew. Hey, uh, we're talking to Anthony Gargano, ninety-seven five, the fanatic about the Eagles, of course. Anthony, is there any talk in town about like, Shane Steichen's done a great job? I'm not questioning that, but against mm-hmm. the Bears, what was that week fifteen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's running yeah. Jalen Hurts. That's where Hurts gets yeah. hurt. Sirianni afterwards is, seems like he's covering for his OC, talking about, well, Hurts is going to heal up. He's has superhuman powers. And then later, weeks later, admits, yeah, he was really hurting. Is there any uh, kind of consternation, anger in town toward yeah. your offensive coordinator, who otherwise has been fantastic, about the fact yeah. that he has compromised your quarterback, it seems to me? Yeah, I, I, consternation is, is a great word, and, and your brother, you're 100% on. I mean, look, you, you can't run your quarterback that many times. And that day, if you remember Chicago, we had that bitter, bitter cold that uh, swathed the country, and it was uh, it was like unnatural cold, even for Chicago. And you, you can't run him that many times, expose him to that many hits. And, and you guys know, when you're running those RPRs, you're going to get hit. Even if you're going to hand, off, hand the ball off, you're going to take a lick. And it was too much. And, and that, that was a, a major mistake. And, and it's a shame because you're right. Duncan has had a, a, a fantastic year. The offense has been 
seamless. It's been explosive and dangerous. But you imperiled your quarterback. And that's the second year in a row where Jalen's gotten dinged up at the end of the season. And I know, listen, it, when you had the capabilities of Hurts run those balls on the, on the run-pass-run option, it, it's so tantalizing to overdo it. But you can't because in a 17-game season, Katie, you know better than anybody, you can't put your quarterback and expose him like that every week. Yeah, I think he'll be different this week just because of the injury. He'll he'll protect himself, meaning sliding, going out of bounds, not trying to get the extra yards. I think he's smart enough to understand that. Anthony, before we let you get out of here, <clears throat> this game is on a Saturday at 8.15 Eastern time at night. <laughs> little little cold. Friday is the off day. Can't wait to get to Friday to do whatever. Sunday is basically a chill day. How crazy are the fans going to be on Saturday night knowing that Friday's an off day, you're going to probably get drunk anyway, and Sunday you don't have to go to work? Yeah, the, no, it, the tailgate starts Friday, all right? That's when it starts, and it's going to be savagery, all right? The parking lots around Lincoln Financial Field, uh, it's going to look medieval, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. They're going to get knocked. This is the playoffs. This is Philadelphia. They had a bye week, so they were pent up. So the savages will be out, baby. We can't wait for Saturday night in Philadelphia. That is Anthony Gargano, ladies and gentlemen. 97.5, the fanatic here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Anthony, great talking to you. Good luck, but not and, really. Uh, and I, I, a, a pox on your house, and I hope the Eagles' <laughs> miserable misfortune as a Giants fan. And by the way, Anthony, before I let you go real quick, are you kind of like, like as a Giants fan, I know you guys are stacked right now. Giants are, are fortunate to be in this position. Oh, he hung but I wonder if Anthony is also rooting for the Cowboys against the Niners just to play traffic cop with the best team in the no, NFC. No, 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 no. He's rooting for the Niners. He said that the Niners, when they play the Niners, so he's already saying. No, he's not rooting for the Niners. He's, no, he's rooting for the Cowboys, yeah. Key, because what he's saying is that the Niners are the toughest matchup. So, therefore, as, an, as a Giants fan or an Eagles fan, you're sitting there going, let us see the Cowboys, not the Niners. Key, I did want to bring up, when you're talking to CC, you said you, you know, Chris Canty, when he came on our show earlier, you said you can't remember a game where Dak didn't play well. I mean, last year against the Niners, man, he didn't play well. No, he had that one, that one gap at yeah, like the a end. like 53% completion rate. Yeah, well, I don't uh, remember that game. <laughs> don't remember it. As a Giants fan, nah, I, 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 I never really root for the Cowboys. I'm sure I'll be rooting for the Niners in the end, but – if the, if the Cowboys can just run a little interference. Like I said, the NFC is rooting for, for Seattle to run interference, play traffic cop with the, with the Niners. Every, like, that's the team you're like, man, could someone else knock them out? I don't think we could beat them. But if it's the Cowboys, somehow they get past the Niners. And Jalen Hurts is truly compromised. Or if you're an Eagles fan, you're like, Jalen Hurts is good and we beat the Giants. Either way, the winner of Giants-Eagles could beat the Cowboys and get to the Super Bowl. But if it's the Niners, it feels like a different story. Steve Kerr, guy, by the way, guys, you hear this? Yes, I have. He said, Steph Curry, I don't know if you heard about this, Jay. He, I want to bring this to your attention, something I came across. He Basketball-related news? Yeah. Oh. He said, Steph what? Kerr. Steph Kerr. Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Steph Curry. I, I should have just kept going. <laughs> Steph All Kerr. the trash what? talking, Steph Curry. By the way, Steph Curry. All I had to do was put the E on the E. See, I've been fine. Steph Curry is the modern-day MJ? 
What does Steve Kerr know about MJ? <laughs> Has he lost his mind? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Steve Kerr says, by the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Steve Kerr says... That's Steph Curry, Jay. Not Steph Curry. That's ridiculous. Steph I don't know Curry. why you said that last Steph segment. Curry. Steph Curry. Steve I understand Curry you just Steve forget you're talking Stephen about Steve Curry. Curry. But it's Steph Curry, just so you know. Okay. Well, like, I messed up the name. Yeah. I don't know why you did why that. Are you but it's like a, people like, I messed up the name. Because anyone the tuning host. in now and listening you're the host, would so just assume that I might be telling the You bring us in and you lead us out. It's mm-hmm. not me. Yeah, but you, for some reason you said Steph Curry. I don't know why. <laughs> you're the worst liar, man. By the way, I could get a clip of you saying Steph Curry because you repeated it. You're the worst. Take you out of context and pull an Aaron Rodgers on you. Why are you doing that with your lips, Key? Yeah, there's no R&B right now, Key. Usually if you play R&B and there's a female singer, Key breaks out the chapstick right away. That's just my natural lips. I don't have to get anything done to them. (laughs) No filler? (laughs) Nothing, zero. They just like this. (laughs) In time, my lips are like razor blades. They're not big, they're not small, they're just right. (laughs) Just right. All right, look. Not the extra really big lips where you're like, come on, we know you got work done. Stop, man. (laughs) What? I saw one yesterday. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Injections. Oh, God. Yeah. But don't get it, extra, just, extra injections. Man. Think yeah, about was, what we it do was to one of those, brains when It was one of those like deals where they, need to, they, they really need to get their money back from the doctor. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> it's a bad job. Uh, it was fresh, though, so it might go down. It might still oh, fresh. oh, I can't even it think of it. It's nauseating to think about. All right. Steve like, Kerr says. Think I, it was you think fresh. I got those? What would I look like? Steve Kerr says Steph Curry is the modern-day MJ. Here is the sound of the Warriors head coach at the press conference saying just that. He's the modern MJ. You know, I used to see this um, playing with the Bulls. You know, half the crowd's got, you know, red 23 jerseys on. And, you know, now half the crowd's got blue and yellow 30 jerseys. It's just uh, Steph is um, – he transcends the game. He, he – uh, elicits uh, an emotion from people. I, I think because he's so awe-inspiring with his play that um, no matter where we go, there are people who are cheering for him and can't wait to see him perform uh, because we've never seen anything like him. Jay, I understand what Coach is saying, and unlike MJ, he's absolutely right. unlike MJ, Steph Curry, whether it's true or not, 
because he's not super tall and he's not flying through the air, he gives, I think, a lot of fans the feeling, especially kids, if I put in enough work, I could do that. MJ, there's nothing you could do to have anti-gravity boots, right? Like, but Steph is relatable, I think, to kids because he's more their size than the big guys, and he's doing something that feels, it gives the feeling like if you work hard enough, maybe you could do something like that too. So I get in that way he's inspirational like MJ, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Stephen Kerr, <laughs> Steph, I don't think Coach Kerr is saying that he is the greatest of all time, even though he's in that conversation. What conversation? But, I mean, he's in the conversation for greatest of all time. He's not in that conversation. He's, he's, he's not in any conversation, conversation greatest, greatest of, all of all time? Come on, Jay. Max, Max, from a guy who played the sport, from a guy that recognizes how tall, how alien-like athletes are, if you meet him face-to-face, what he's doing is improbable. It's unprecedented. It doesn't make you the greatest. It's, it, it's one of the greatest we've ever seen. He's in the conversation. I'm not saying he is. He's going to be in the conversation when it's all said and done. How many chips does he have? Four. Do I do I think do I think and, he'll be in that conversation? I don't think he'll ever be in the goat conversation. I think at the end of his career, yes, he will. He'll be in the conversation now. Whether or not he ends up being, you know, selected by people who put these lists together. I don't know, but he certainly, by the time he ends, because he'll have so many different numbers and more rings and this and that, and all-stars and maybe MVPs, he, he'll he be in that conversation. He just will be. Because of everything People Jay say is saying. MJ, LeBron, Kareem, or Steph? I mean, that, nobody's that, saying that, that he's going to be above them, but it's yeah, they in, just, the in the conversation, man. Le- LeBron Curry's James, 6'9", 265 pounds. MJ, that's a freakishly athletic, the best athlete maybe the game of basketball has ever seen. Sure. Kareem, like another one, like freakishly athletic. Seven, one, talk. Yeah. This dude is like 6'2". Oh, what he's doing may be it's, harder, but that doesn't make you the, the greatest. But I didn't say it makes him the – I said in the conversation. But com- by conversation, do you but mean see, he's but, on but, the but, list but, of somewhere yeah, in the top ten? Or do like you mean – like But usually when I, hear, when I hear conversation, I mean you're, you're making – you're presenting the case that he is the greatest, and therefore he's I in think, that conversation. I think some people that's not will what he said, inevitably though. present it, but that's not even what he, Steve Kerr said. That's not even what Steve Kerr is really talking about. What he's talking about is everything that he's transcended – in his professional career thus far, it reminds him of Michael Michael Jordan. When you go to the arenas with Michael Jordan, everybody, home and away, was wearing 23s. Same thing with Steph, home and away, because both were so likable and enjoyable as people persons. They on and off the court. He's smaller, much like you say, Jay. I mean, uh, Max, kids look up to that. It's Steph Curry, oh, my God, it's not about maybe one day if I work hard I could be Steph. It's... I am going to be Steph Curry. I like his shoes. I like his look, his family, everything that he put together. Think about that package that Michael Jordan presented to the world for many years as an NBA basketball player. It was the perfect situation to the point that it got a guy like Kobe Bryant as a kid to say, you know what? I'm about to emulate everything Michael Jordan does from the beginning of my NBA career to the end of my NBA career, from the way I chew gum to the way I hold press conferences to the way I walk to how my security team is put together. That's what Steve Kerr is talking about with Steph Curry. Max, you know your infatuation with Bill Belichick being in great, like involved in the greatest of all time but has only won one playoff game without Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, the uh, an equivalent to that to a well, degree actually won two, is – is the San Antonio Spurs, which is funny. Like in a, in a football world, we don't talk about San Antonio. It's like, you know, 
Pop was considered to be one of the greatest of all not time. Without Tim Duncan. Hasn't, hasn't really done yeah. a lot, right? Not so, nothing, but like he hasn't, not a championship yeah, coach. They're without, second yeah. to last in the Western Conference right now for people yep. who haven't been paying attention. Okay, yep. Not a lot of people always go to San Antonio Spurs games. Do you know that when the Warriors came through, 68,323 people came to the game? It set its individual game record attendance. What? Like attendance record for yeah, the NBA, just to see Steph Curry and do yeah. respect that's to Clay brings, and everybody else. They're there to that's see Steph. what he brings yeah. to the game. Yep, a basketball, yep. which yep. is what Steve he's a bona fide superstar. About. Yeah, what Steve but, Curry is talking but, about. But when you the say attention modern, from a global I, perspective, I, I get it from that point of view. But when you say modern day MJ, MJ was so much bigger than the next mo- biggest athlete in the world. It was a joke to compare yeah, anybody I, I don't to know, him. I don't know. You couldn't even compare I, any other. I don't know. I don't know at this point in time in Steph Curry's career if it's not equally the same what? based on Michael Jordan's career that you wouldn't look at it the same way. Wait, wait, in terms of There being are many athletes a, at least as big as Steph Curry. Let's start with LeBron, who's bigger. But that's He's a, that's more, a, that's a more well-known. That's a generational thing, though. That's, I was I just about to say that is so is a generational now. thing. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, a generational thing. You have social media, you have the outreach, you have the, the, the expanding brand of at, the NBA. Talk to him, Jay. Talk to him, Jay. The NBA broke through internationally with the Dream Team. It's the first time it became a really big thing. Talk to him, Jay. Wait a minute, but Jay, wait, Jay, Key. What I'm doing is trying to do apples to apples. I'm not. I'm talking about how big you are. I'm talking about how big you are relative to your contemporaries so that, so that any era, you can do, therefore do that in any era. Steph Curry is not the number one, or if he is, it's barely. I'd say LeBron is number one brand in basketball. Steph Curry in his own era but is not even number one in his own sport, whereas Michael Jordan was off, number though. one, probably bigger than any two or three but, but, other but, but, athletes. But, 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 Max, 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 I, I got I to cut you off here. You're talking about two guys that are going to be in the conversation for the greatest of all time or top ten, right? So, like, that's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, I, I know Michael Jordan to you is number one, but, like, is LeBron James maybe the second greatest player in Europe yeah, to ever play the game so. of basketball? I think he is. Where's Steph? Top ten somewhere. All right, down, so, yeah. like, like, who was closest to Michael Jordan? His contemporary. LeBron. Oh, 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 at the time? Yeah, in basketball he, he, or in the world? When he elevated. In the world. In the world? Basketball what, is the who world. is the second biggest athlete in the world during Jordan? That's the point. At, at Jordan, the pinnacle. I mean, at, Magic at Johnson. At pinnacle, there was no the second world? place. Larry Bird. No, there was no, no second place. in basketball or the world, Jay? The world. Worldwide athletics. Had to be a soccer player that I wasn't. No, no. That well, I didn't how, care how, how about basketball? Uh, for a time, when it was Magic early and then Magic was an Shaq maybe. Who else could compare to MJ? Actually, to be honest with you, if we just talking about from a global standpoint, yeah, Dennis Rodman. No, he wasn't. Oh man, man, you crazy! No, no, Dennis Rodman wasn't as big as as Shaq or or, or Magic. Are you out of your mind? Why? Because he was with Madonna and all this. Uh, Yeah, I don't. He was such a he. You clearly didn't watch the thirty for thirty then. I mean the uh, the uh, uh, the last dance. I did the episode about Dennis Robin. How I, I, much I bigger? Talking about. I love Dennis Robin. I think he's the greatest defender. Oh of all man! Time. At he's that point in time, guy. at that point in time, he was huge. Okay, well that, that you makes said the point. number you two. You Rodman. You didn't that say makes the point, Jay. There was you no didn't number say two. Big. You, was no number. you didn't say well, bigger. You said the second guy in this generation. If Jordan were around, yes. How far-fetched is this Who belief that Steve Curry dress? and Jay will have? 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. ESPN Radio. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We are joined now. We were just talking NBA by yeah, NBA insider real. Brian Windhorst. Give me Windy. your watch. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> He's not dressed like a stick-up kid. He's dressed like a guy casing a, a bigger, a bigger uh, situation, bigger payoff. My G- office is I'm cool. Brian Windhorst, host uh, the, well, the Hoop Collective podcast. Wendy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Who's the best team in the NBA right now? Man. How do you even answer that, Wendy? I mean, I guess I'll say the Celtics. They've had the number one record for three months. Um, but they've got flaws. But here's the thing. Like, when you talk to, like, executives and scouts and even some players and you say, man, who's winning the West? They're like, the Warriors are winning the West. And it's like a complete statement on the disrespect that people still have for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are going for their 11th consecutive win tonight. And they're probably going to get it because Donovan Mitchell is not playing for Cleveland and they're at home. The Nuggets are red hot too. Those are the top two teams in the West. But they haven't, fairly or not, earned everyone's respect yet. So you've still got people saying, watch out for the, watch out for the Clippers who have lost 8 out of 10 and look absolutely nothing like they have anything going for them. And they say, here come the Warriors, watch out for the Warriors. And so we're in a possible change year here, and the, the underdogs are going to have to prove it. But how can you say the Nuggets and, and, and uh, Grizzlies are not proving it right now? You know, Wendy, one of the reasons I love the Hoop Collective is I just feel like it's you and your boys kicking it around and just talking basketball, the way we would talk basketball at a barbershop or at a bar. So we're going to try that same style here. I got to ask you, what the hell is going on in Atlanta, man? Like, has this Trey Young experiment, has the luster worn off? What's happening in the front office? Travis Slink just got an extension last year. Now he's gone. Tony Ressler's son, the owner, is he running the show? Now Landry Fields, he's the new GM, one of the youngest GMs in the league. There's so many moving parts. Tell me what's going on with the whole Trey Young experiment in Atlanta. Yeah, so we got a couple of different things here. First off, Trey Young is a very polarizing player. When you watch him play, it's very hard not to like him because he is a very willing passer. He is a tremendous passer. He's one of the best passers in the league. Obviously, he, he's not having a very good shooting year this year. He's having arguably his worst shooting year of his career, but the year is only half over. Um, but there are people who sometimes don't 
aren't in love with his style of play. So just in general, any Trey Young team, you're going to have hot and cold that happens. I think it's the nature of playing with him. I think that's happened with some great players throughout the decades. But then you look at, I'm not sure Nate McMillan is going to be the coach after this season. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take or that's an aggregation statement. And so now you're thinking that potentially this could be you know, a third coach in a short period of time here for this team. Secondly, and the owner is going to be a free agent coming up soon. Yeah, he's got one more year one after more this year, year but yep. it's it's unlikely he extends, and it has nothing to do with Atlanta. It has to do with the style of contract he's got. So they're headed for some drama, even if they were undefeated this year. They're probably headed for a little bit of drama with DeJounte Murray, who they paid three first-round draft picks for. And since Tony Ressler bought the team, he's now gone through a couple of different general managers. And, you know, the, the situations are different, you know, and look, he, you know, kind of ran Mike Budenholzer out of there and Bud has gone on and won a championship. Now, granted, you know, he had Giannis. I'm not saying it's all Bud, but like, you know, he's now going to be, he's now on his third general manager and there's not even a hundred percent understanding of whether or not Landry Fields is going to remain as the GM without someone hired above him. So Landry's making decisions and stuff. The trade deadline's coming up and, I don't know what he's been assured of, but there's definitely talk in the league like there could be another higher above him. So um, it's a little bit off there. But that said, they've got a lot of talent and they've got a, a franchise player in Trey Young. It, but, you know, it's it's obviously not been the type of uh, step forward that they thought they'd have after they made the conference finals two years ago. Wendy, uh, you've been covering this game for a very long time. You've seen records go up, records being taken down. And the other day I said that LeBron James – who's chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. I said that LeBron James to L.A. Laker hardcore fans is basically a lease and a rental for us, even though he brought us a championship, that most of his damage in the scoring department was done for other teams. It will not be celebrated when he breaks Kareem's record nearly the same as when Kareem set the record, so to speak. Um, am Am I far off or am I wrong for that? I actually saw everything that you said, and I thought it was an interesting way to explain it, that it's a lease as opposed to a known. I, I think that's, that's I, I, you know, and by the way, Key, like the way you articulate the way people see LeBron, it has authenticity to me because you're an L.A. guy. And, um, you know, there's, I think that that is a prevailing theory. Now, first off, this is a fifth year. LeBron's played for the Lakers, and he's playing next year there for sure. So it's going to be six years. That's longer than he played for the Heat. That's longer than he played for the second stint for the Cavs. This is now his second longest stint with the team since his uh, since the first time he was with Cleveland, where he was pretty much locked in there for seven years. Um, he might end up playing more for the Lakers in one stint than he did for any other team. That's That's number one. But you're right. I don't think you're wrong in the way you're saying that. The second thing is, what LeBron is doing this year is is not getting the proper attention. He has morphed his game yet again in year twenty. He, you know, he, when he when he came to the Lakers, like he didn't really want to be the point guard, so they signed a bunch of point guards. They all failed, and so the second year there, he played point guard and led him to a title. And now he's playing a completely different position, and so his three point shot is off. Right, he's he's having his worst three point shooting season since he was a rookie. So what is he doing? He's taking less three point shooters, less three point shots, and he is taking more shots in the in between zone, three to ten feet, 
than at any time in his career. I'm telling you, he's taken a fifth of his shots in that in-between zone. He's never taken that many there, ever. And he's, he's totally playing offense differently this year than he has in years past. And look, they're not having a great year, but he is making the best of it. And, you know, plenty of people can take shots at him and say he's not the same player that he was before. Of course, that's true. That whatever role he had in the Westbrook trade has hurt the franchise. Of course, the Westbrook trade was a disaster. But he is still maximizing this season for himself and probably for the Lakers. Wendy, I want to get to the – Jay, go ahead, Jay, because this was related to that. So, Wendy, talking about Westbrook – I talk to a lot of people daily who are in interesting positions in our field. Uh, you know a lot of the same people. And one of the things I, I heard kind of thrown out there is, why wouldn't the Lakers, considering what's happening in Toronto uh, with you know them making decisions around pieces, why wouldn't the Lakers offer a Russell Westbrook and their two picks for the likes of that of like a Scotty Barnes and a Fred Van Vliet? Or even if you want to throw in Pascal Siakam, however you make that work. Obviously, they love Scotty Barnes, but why isn't something like out there like that floating around? Well, Jay, I would say that the Raptors are the number one most watched team in the league right now in terms of what's going to happen at the deadline. Um, because, you know, they actually have a worse record than the Lakers. Um, and with much, in, in, in my opinion, with a much better roster and much higher expectations. That was a team that finished, I think, fifth in the East last year. And, you know, we were expecting Scotty Barnes to take a giant step forward. He's kind of flatlined. Um, they've had some injuries for sure, but they've been a big disappointment. And, you know, what happens between now and they're also not playing well together. I mean, Nick Nurse has come out and said that they don't have great spirit. I don't know if I'm quoting him exactly accurately, but they're not um, playing with great focus and spirit. Um, and they lost again last night. And if there, if there's a team that could make a surprise move, it could be the Raptors. Now, I don't know if the Lakers can win. Uh, you know, a, a bidding war for the Raptors start to sell off a piece or two. Now, I, they are not trading Scott Barnes. Uh, Scotty Barnes is, is, their, is their core player for the future. Um, Fred Van Vliet has not agreed to a contract extension and has talked about it and wants to go into free agency. He has a player option for next season, which he could pick up, but he has kind of indicated the league is going to free agency. That is a player I definitely think teams are watching. I just don't know if the Lakers... Uh, are willing to go all in for a player like that, that then they then have to re-sign. Um, so it's a um, – definitely you've identified what people in the league are talking about. Brian Windhorst, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NBA insider, host of Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective podcast. Thanks, Great Wendy, pod. as always. All right, Wendy. Have a good day, guys. Right. Uh, Steve Kerr. Right Glad we ball. didn't ask him that question. Compare Steph Curry. To Michael Jordan, called him the modern day Michael Jordan. That's coming up. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, 888 Say ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Steve Kerr says Steph Curry is the modern-day MJ. I don't think <laughs> Coach Kerr is saying that he is the greatest of all time, even though he's in that conversation. What conversation? But, I mean, he's in the conversation for greatest of all time. He's not in that conversation. He's, he's not in any conversation. conversation greatest, greatest of all time? time. Come on, Jay. He's one of the greatest we've ever seen. He's in the conversation. I'm not saying he is. He's going to be in the conversation when it's all said and done. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hot box. Drop box. Hot box. Now, I hate when, I, when this happens to me, so now I'm doing it to coach, though, right? When you, make, you use someone, like sometimes I'll do this with a fighter or something, he throws a punch like Joe Lewis, and someone's like, oh, my God, you compared Triple G to Joe Lewis. I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying he's as good as Joe Lewis. I'm saying he did something that reminds me of it, or in this way, they are similar. So now I'm doing that to Steve Kerr. He's talking about he, Steph is a modern-day MJ in that wherever he goes, huge crowds show up, and Steph jerseys are everywhere, even on the road. And MJ was like that. But I, I start to say, oh, wait a minute. MJ in his day was bigger than any two athletes from any other sport combined, including his own. And Steph <laughs> may not be the number one guy in his own sport in terms of different, branding. That would be LeBron. Different timing, though, Max. Let me ask you a question, yeah. uh, Max. You cannot – well, hold on one sec, uh, Jay, real quick. Let me finish. Okay. It's a different time. There's the things are are totally different in social media is here now that you get more opportunity to see other athletes where it was only a focus on Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. They go away, Michael Jordan and Shaq and then Kobe. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You had NBC, and I don't even think TNT was doing basketball like that back then. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe you might see a game on the ESPN. And your local, and your local team. And that on was the, it. Mm-hmm. So it's a different world. A different I'll, world. I'll make it even more simple for everybody out there on why Steve Kerr is correct here. Because as a kid growing up watching MJ play and playing for the Bulls, like every young kid was out there. Max, I guarantee you were out there too. You ever try to dunk the ball from the free throw line or put your tongue out in the air and hang around? I, like I, put, a Michael Jordan, okay. I put a Michael Jordan basketball go. eight bucks on layaway. There you go. So now <laughs> I'm going to counter the and point about him. him not being yeah. the biggest player in the sport because I'm around a lot of young hoopers all the time. Yeah. What's LeBron James' signature move that kids try to do? Right, right. Not really. But I see every no, kid in every, the park, yep. Steph Curry three from half court. It's true. Steph yeah, Curry son, shoot, turn away. My son away. just shot from the People emulate the it. Day. It's the same thing as MJ, man. It has the same impact, and I've never seen a player – Change the geometry of the basketball court. Like Steph. He's changed. I see, I watch college games, high school games now, where I see kids three on one fast breaks, take it 10 feet behind the three point. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? And it's like Steph Curry effect. 
But I don't see the LeBron James effect like that. 100% true. If you want to talk about influence on the game like that, to me, that might be part of the conversation, but it's a very specific part. That's for sure what he's talking about. As a kid, like you said, Jay, as a kid, I wore a knee sleeve when nothing was wrong with my knee. Guess why? <laughs> Just because MJ had on the knee sleeve. Wasn't that wrong with my knee? I, I, how many times did I bite my tongue trying that? I mean, Come on, I, man. I had a exactly, baldy. You got to do I, it. I shaved my head bald. I tell, man, I tell my 10-year-old son, yeah. I tell my 10-year-old son when he's playing basketball right now, I tell him, man, why are you shooting the – man, if you don't get your ass closer to the basket, because like Jay says, pulling up at half court or pull it up – Beyond the three-point NBA the line, line. Yep. pulling in, and you 10 years old, you you coming from down here. Yep, in that, that way it is similar to the MJ effect. Doc in Connecticut, you're on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Hey, how you doing? What's up, Doc? I, I think you guys up, are Doc? getting popularity and influence mixed up with ability. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly MJ was a good player and did a lot of great things, but if you look at the last game he won for a championship, it should have been an offensive foul because he pushed the defender out of the way. <laughs> yeah, he pushed the hell out of Brian Russell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. You mean, you mean, you mean his count. sixth also, finals MVP when, after he went six for six in the finals, won the MVP every time? Is, is that what you're talking okay, about? He look, pushed someone okay, out of the way? What's his playoff record, Max? Yeah, and that's what won the With game. With an all-star? Now, you also look at, the num- look at the number of shots he took versus the number one number he made. I'm sorry. Before I, he got Scotty Pippen and – the other guys, he didn't do much. Yeah, he no, 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 wait, wait. they didn't win. Let me disabuse everyone of this myth. Michael Jordan, whenever he had a single other all-star on his team, almost every time, won the championship in under seven games. When he, oh, he didn't do much, literally. He had not yeah, played with he, a single he, he, other he, all-star until Pippen, and then took the Pistons seven games. Pippen got the migraine, so he wasn't an all-star that game. They lost in game seven, and then the next year won the finals every well, year his, under seven but, his, uh, but so his career started seven years into his Well, into no, the first time he had a le- legit shot at a championship <laughs> is when he, you can't win a championship without Stop at least one other all-star here. on your team. It's never going to happen. You're not going to win a championship without at least one other all-star on the team, Key. He didn't have that, any that all-star may, on the team. That, and that may be true. Right. So, so he, he has some help. Everyone okay. got help, of course. Okay. And I'll even say so this. So what you arguing in, yeah, LeBron, LeBron gets you closer to a championship by himself than MJ did. Right? There are different ways to measure things. Okay. You could have LeBron on team. You're going to get closer to anyone else. What are we arguing about right now? Yes. Max, you just created an argument for yourself. No, no. This guy brought up (laughs) MJ didn't do much in the playoffs. He did a ton in the playoffs. He didn't have any help. As soon as he got help, he crushed everyone. He just said one play with the push-off. Crushed everyone. He's referring to one play. You just get very sensitive. And then he went back. Anybody starts saying one thing about MJ, very reactionary. You know what bothers me? Let me tell you. He tried to create an argument. No, no, no. But he argued. Brought up oh, MJ first early in the playoffs. He brought it up. Didn't do much in the playoffs. That's what the dude said. But my point is this. The greatest is not always going to play in your generation. You just missed it. Like Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter who ever lived. He was, he, he, was, he was done before I was born. Just my luck. I didn't live to see Sugar Ray Robinson, right? No one's been better than Robinson or greater, I should say, in their own era, right? That's how it is. And what a lot of this generation can't understand is you missed MJ. I get you love LeBron and Steph. They're not as good as MJ. But – we're not as great as MJ. But I didn't great. miss any of them, though. I have a, I've seen them all. Right. Up close and in person. But, but your argument that MJ was so far ahead of all his contemporaries, mm-hmm. like, you know, you look at the top ten, like Shaq was on the back end of MJ, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah Magic yeah. was on the front exactly. end. Same with Larry Bird, like top ten. So, like, MJ didn't play in the same, like, 
sweet well, spot of his career. Magic won MVP with, with two with two uh, another guy who was top ten. Just, all just to time. let you know, Magic like, Magic won MVP the year that Jordan waxed them in the finals. I hear he, he destroyed them. But I'm in saying the when Jordan hit his stride so, as winning champion. But what I'm but saying is Magic was, was end, still man. But, the but Lakers you could say was it's done at the end. end. It was his last MVP, but he was still at the height of his powers in the sense he was the MVP of the league and no match for Jordan in the finals. Yeah, yeah but that was a different. That yeah, was a different, different type of MVP. No, too, he though. just didn't have that was that was a legacy MVP with a good season. Okay, that's what Shaq that was. In Orlando, was young, yes, but remember they swept MJ when he came back at the end of the season. One really, he didn't have his leg. He played like twenty games and then got swept by the Magic. Then MJ had the whole off season to prepare. Came back and and he didn't sweep MJ. He beat him. And swept the sixty let me, win. Let me, let me ask you this question: Orlando Magic. Let me ask you this Shaq question. Killing the let league. me ask you this question: swept Is LeBron James the second greatest so, player of yes. all time to you? How far is Steph Curry away from LeBron James? He's LeBron spent most of his career better than Steph Curry. Okay, but where will Steph Curry be when it's all said and done? Do you think? I think he'll close be to, close to LeBron. I think there'll be an argument actually. Okay, and then where's where's Kevin Durant going to be? Interesting. I don't know. Okay. So I'm t- I just gave you three players who, even though KD championship-wise, you want to get that mark. But KD won't finish top ten of all time now. I think there's a good chance Okay, that so that's that three true. top You're ten players that this, of all time. That this is a more competitive Yes. Keys, it's a good argument. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Much more coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.